0: So you know how everybody gives you the same few pieces of marketing advice? And you know how you've tried them all, but haven't moved the needle? Yeah, we know the feeling. You already get what to do, but you can't seem to execute your marketing the way that others do. Well, those days are over. This podcast is for those who are ready to rework age old marketing wisdom into a repeatable system that actually works every time even if you've already tried it all before. I'm Steve Schramm, and this is Marketing for the Rest of Us. This is the unfair advantage for online entrepreneurs. If you have studied marketing at all in the last five to 10 years, then you're keenly aware of the strategy and the ubiquity of content marketing. In fact, In these days, that's what most people think of when they think of marketing, right? Is just content marketing because it's so powerful and so prevalent across the internet. So because of that, it would make complete sense to have that as part of the Crest strategy that we've been discussing here on marketing for the rest of us. So let's kind of cover the ground of where we've been so far and then get to where we are today and look at this idea of smart content. All right, so going all the way back, the C of Crest is a conversion-based web presence. That is where we want to start. Every business must have a web presence that is built for conversions, getting people to take action, whether it be to buy a product or to get on an email list, et cetera. We have to have that bit in place. Secondly is the R, okay? That is your reviews and your reputation management. With that, you can start to build trust across the internet with people that you have never worked with before. They can see the testimonials and the great experiences that others have had, and you can respond to those different testimonials and things, and people can get a chance to, to see your online reputation. What is it like? Then the E of Crest, of course, is email marketing, okay? And with email marketing, we talked about how that's actually your number one sales channel, even though most people don't realize it. It's so powerful because of the amount of conversions that it can have for you. And it really works well to capture sales from those customers you already have, which are cheaper and easier to capture sales from. So that's where we're at at this point. Now what we want to do is look at getting the word out. So how do we now start doing massive outreach to get out there and to share what you have to share with the world so that you can get some customers? Well, that is where we enter smart content, okay? Smart content. Now, the reason why it's not just content and smart content, other than the fact that it needed to fit here where an S was in Crest, is because we're not just going to throw content out into the wind willy nilly. That's what so many people do. That's what I've done in the past. And I reject that way of doing things. Okay. And so we're doing it differently now. And so I want you to do it how I have discovered the best way to do it is. Okay. And a couple things about that. A couple ways that we do it smart. So if I were to sort of uh, explain my, my quick synopsis of why we do smart content, it sounds like this. Create compelling content based on market trends and or desired consistency. Okay, so we're being intelligent when we pick out what content to do. We're either going to base it on trends that would be good to latch onto, or we're going to pick a consistent schedule that we need to publish to in order to build an audience. I love how Jason Freed talks about this concept of sharing what you know and and sharing really your cookbook. Jason Freed is the CEO of Basecamp and he talks about how he's been blogging and his entire company actually has been blogging since the late 90s and just sharing the information that they know. It was content marketing before content marketing was cool. And what made him think about this was, was, was a chef, the concept of a chef. Uh, chefs create cookbooks and yet that doesn't make the famous chefs obsolete or whatever just because somebody else can try to copy their recipe no I mean Wolfgang Puck or Emeril Agassi they, they are they they still have these iconic brands and these iconic names even though they put out these cookbooks and then you start to wonder well maybe it's actually because they put out these cookbooks that they have these iconic brands and these iconic names, okay? They're sharing what they know. They're proving their um, capability in the market that they should be a strong contender. And I think that's exactly what you should be doing as well. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick a primary show. You're going to think through the logic of, well, does my audience listen to podcasts primarily? Do they watch videos primarily? Or do they scroll social media primarily? What do they do? Do they consume blogs primarily? what are they most interested in? How would they most likely interact with content that you created and start creating content there and do it consistently. And then following that, you're going to, you're, you're going to come up with a a content calendar and that content calendar is going to drive what you're going to produce for the rest of the year. Whoa, wait, did I just blow some minds there hopefully not but but batching is this really important concept okay what you're going to do is brainstorm at least the the the, the topics that you want to talk about for one year's worth of content okay now if you're doing this weekly again that's not that's not too big of a deal right You're, you're just talking about 52 um, topics. So you're going to brainstorm that. If if you're if you're doing this, you know, daily, which daily would be kind of hard. But if you're doing it, you know, daily, then 365, whatever you need to do, you brainstorm a week's worth of content. And then what I would tell you to do, and some would disagree, but what I would tell you to do is generate a backlog of about three months' worth of content, so that you don't even have to worry about the content going out. I would before you even release the first one, I would generate three months' worth and just be done with it okay get it done over the span of a week or so or or maybe even less than that depending on how you know um depending on what you decide to do i mean i I don't know how you know great that strategy would be if what you have settled in on is like you know 1500 to 2000 word blog posts you know you may have to um tame that a little bit but still The point is you want to generate a backlog of content. You want to batch that content together so that you're not doing it all right um, away and on the spot and immediately because the minute something comes up and interrupts your schedule, you're going to have publishing problems and then you won't meet your consistency. So again, smart content. Entire books have been written about content marketing so much deeper than we could go in this podcast episode. Of course, we'll talk about it in future Episodes as well, but just important for you to know. Content marketing, smart content marketing. It's where we go after email to start getting eyeballs on our content across the spectrum of of potential uh, visitors. and We craft the content again. There's so much there we could go into. We craft the content for the specific visitor that we want. We use keyword research, if applicable, to make sure that the right thing is coming in. The right the right people are are seeing the content. The right people are getting help. The the biggest thing with content marketing, I'll, I'll share is uh motive yeah of course you're in business right so you're in business to make money but i would say it really helps to keep the passion alive and to really keep uh, to really do your best work with content marketing if you're just passionate about helping people if you're really passionate about sharing what you know so that it could in some way help another person that will um dramatically increase the effectiveness of your content marketing efforts because it's something that you'll be passionate about and that you'll love. That passion will come through and other people will see that and want to do business with you. So I hope that helps you this week here on the Marketing for the Rest of Us podcast. Stick around for next week. We're going to be talking about targeted advertising and how that can actually help bolster your content marketing efforts to make more sales and get more customers. All right, you guys take care. See you in the next episode.